Hey guys, and welcome back to The Natty Scene, and this week, or, well, you'll get two episodes this week, but I'm also joined, alongside Vicky later in the week, I'm joined by my good buddy and WMBF pro, Dan Lampard, this week, so we're going to basically have a chat like I've had with other uh, professional and amateur natural bodybuilders running through Dan's career so far. Uh, what he's learnt and potentially sort of what he's done wrong in the past because um, if people don't know Dan, Dan has had a pretty long natural bodybuilding career um, and ultimately it came to a, well, a, a definitely one of its best moments last year winning his WMBF Pro Card in Boston, which of course, if you followed my prep, you'll have known that we were out there together and we both obviously came home uh, with, with, the, with the first place trophies, which was awesome. Uh, and then Dan actually went on to win the overall as well in the amateur, um, the amateur division, and obviously that granted his pro card alongside winning his class. So, yeah, an also an awesome year in 2017 for Dan. Um, and hopefully, you guys will take something away from this episode as to what it takes to essentially go from, you know, a teenage champion, which Dan was, to all the way, you know, to winning his pro card, which is, for a lot of people is is their goals nowadays. And I'm. I'm sure Dan knows and everyone else knows that it's definitely one of my goals. Um, so Dan is definitely someone that I look up to myself as a natural bodybuilder um, and hope to emulate what he what he's done in, in his career. So, uh, Dan, welcome welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's nice to have you. Um, any basically, if you could just give the listeners a little bit of a little bit of an insight into who you are essentially, like how old are you, what do you do for a living kind of thing, just like give them a little bit of a background on yourself, maybe a little bit outside of bodybuilding so they know who you are. Cool, yeah, thanks, thanks for the kind words, mm-hmm. uh, AJ, appreciate that. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's been quite a, quite a long career, so just to guess a little bit about me sort of now, so 30, um, uh, just, just turned um, 38 um, years old and been training and competed for just over over twenty. Wow. Um, got two uh, young kids, so mm-hmm. seven and, and a five year old, which we may hear running around at some point during <laughs> this, but hopefully not. Managed to tuck them away well enough. And, um, and then, yeah, outside of work, um, and finance director um, at a big, large online uh, retail company, cool. um, and have uh, sort of worked in, in various sort of finance roles outside of. Um, outside of sort of the bodybuilding side so um you know a sort of professional career that at the time i've been competing obviously sort of growing through that as well which is probably some of the stuff that i'll touch on really where particularly some of the sort of transferable uh, things that i've got on bodybuilding and, and how i've applied that into sort of my sort of you know professional career uh, yeah. as well maybe of interest to some of the guys because uh, there's there's a, there's a lot of transfer there yeah for sure i remember us talking about that when we were in the um the uber in boston talking about how you know how the the rigors of a prep really does transfer into your into your work life, and it makes you realise that okay, well, when I'm fully fed and I'm in an off season, I can actually put a lot of effort and sort of make my work day very strategic. And you know, I'm sure as you've uh, as you've got these new response, well, over time you've had more and more responsibilities with regards to a family and things like that. That the strategic element of bodybuilding comes in more so because. You know, time management is huge when you've got little ones, you've got your training, you've got a full-time job, yeah. you know, makes um, makes being a youngster look easy. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny actually, it's, it's, it's something we can sort of touch on that it's, 
almost as a fan, particularly probably as you sort of get older and, and, and wiser. But last year, obviously going through the prep, doing probably more shows than I think I've done in my entire competitive um, sort of career in the space of time that we did. I was sure. finishing up doing a, a, a master's degree um, at the same time, as well as as well as working, and actually, almost like you say, that discipline and that sort of ruthless sort of time management um, actually made the prep a lot easier because you just had the time to think about, you know, yeah, in and everything else. But actually, just to say that sort of mindset and discipline of, of you know, this is what you have to do, and, and having those really clear goals made a huge, huge difference. And actually, some of the points probably early in my career where I had more time, you know, with, you know pre-children, probably pre a sort of uh, a much more less demanding job. Actually, you know, I ended up probably making some of the mistakes which we can sort of touch on around, you know, overtraining, over, you know, doing ridiculous amounts of cardio, becoming utterly obsessed with the prep side of things, and actually probably got some of the worst results of my, 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 my career at the same sort of time which was you know it's quite interesting when you sort of reflect back and um, like I say I think that whole discipline and, 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 and being a little bit sort of you know wiser and, and getting that balance right is, is really really important uh, but yeah I can, I can touch on some of those things actually sort of reference to the, the different places I've had in my, in my sure, career sure absolutely so, so Dan when, when did it all start for you when did the whole bodybuilding journey start and and what initially got you got you interested in the sport itself? Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question, and completely by accident, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to probably when I was sort of 15, 15 and a half years old, I um, I moved schools, and I was a pretty decent rugby player, and played a lot of rugby union, and the school that I moved to. It was very sort of football focused. It, it didn't have that sort of team, so I went to. Um, look at joining a local club uh, to me arranged to meet the coach there went to the um, went, went to the sort of you know the, the, the place to meet him he didn't turn up and on the same site there was pretty much literally a little shed um, the, the health matters health matters gym so I was like oh my gear so right I'll go in go in here had my sort of first workout and pretty much hooked overnight wow. and you know just loved it it was a great little gym um, and so started training there when I was, um, uh, like I say, sort of going through when I was sort of 16 and grew pretty quickly. And I was really fortunate that I got some um, really good advice from the owner around training and was able to train my sort of schedule matched one of the guys who was a teacher at the time. So when I was at state school, just the times of when we'd go to the gym worked, took me under his wing. And it was just a little bit like, you know, right, four sets of 10 three or four different exercise body part but you know like when you first start training you respond to pretty much anything but at least I got those sort of almost those initial um, uh, principles pretty pretty well yeah and um, so grew, grew really quickly you know it was almost like you felt like you put like a pound on every workout you know you could see your squats going off and it was yeah. just awesome you just think back at that time and go god you just took for granted how easy it was to <laughs> actually you know uh, grow and, and put some serious sort of weights on what sort of physique did you have? Did you have, were you like, were you sort of a skinnier lad? Were you a sort of like medium size? Like, you know, probably the time I sort of trained, because I had the rugby background, I was always reasonably strong and I used to do quite a lot of cycling, so my legs were always reasonably well developed. I see. And again, great advice that I got first. The first training session I did properly was legs, you know, so I was under the squat bar within, you know, days ah, of actually perfect. Started. And that made such a, such a difference. 
you see sort of time and time again some of the younger lads, you know, that that sort of, you know, getting that grounding right from the start um, made a big, big difference. So I was squatting, deadlifting right from the get-go. Mm. Um, and again, by much by fortune, some of the guys at the gym, we had um, ex-British powerlifters who just happened to sort of come in. So just getting that technique, you know, really initially yeah. um, made a huge, huge difference, which, which, which was great. Sure. So I got to, you know... Um, uh, so what, late sort of sixteen into sort of seventeen, and Bill looked at me and said, "Look, you should you should think about competing." Uh-huh. Like, no, this was t- totally alien as a concept to me. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing some of the sort of magazines and looking at some of the guys that were bringing British titles at that time. And there was a picture that sort of stood out to me, and um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't actually get the name, but I'll come to that a, a bit later because it's, it's quite sort of relevant, really. But I looked at him and thought, right, I can I can do that, you know. Yeah, we've got a good upper body, but you know, legs, everything else. I, yeah, I, that, that's something I think I can I can do. Sure. And then I got um, the guys at the time that were um, always C and P. Now there was a guy there who was working there called, um, uh, yeah, obviously it was it was run by by Kerry Case at the time, and um, the owner of the gym knew them knew them well, so sort of took me just to help with some of sort of initial posing and, and diet, and and Kerry and, and John Hodgson and. Um, took the time, you know, here's me, this sort of, you know, wet behind the ear, 17-year-old, and they spent a huge amount of time with me just going through my posing, did my sort of first contest. Oh, amazing. They were absolutely brilliant. They just gave me so much time um, for nothing in return. And, you know, it was funny, I remember sort of John's words when I was starting my prep, and he was like, this is, you know, your first show is your Olympia. This is your Olympia. <laughs> and it, was, it really stayed with me as a yeah. And it's so true, because, you know, it's like, right, you know, you don't know what to expect. It's a complete unknown, and you know he took the time to show me how to pose, and even some of the things I remember him telling me then sort of stayed with me. Just the little things about leaning back, you know, all the stuff around thinking of it from a judge's perspective. Sure, he puts quarters pose and all that sort of stuff. So anyway, sort of fast forwarding through that. So those guys helped me with my sort of prep, um, and one of my sort of qualified. It was like I say, it was the the, the A and B. Um, at the time. Was that the um, only natural federation at the time, Dan? At the time, I think it was, yeah, because you had the EFBB and, well, there's, there's a couple of the other um, non-tested shows, but yeah, the A&B, I think at the time, was probably the only one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, this is all sort of pre-internet and everything else, so everything was, you know, it would be getting a copy of, like, the beach Posters. Muscle, you know, yeah, literally yeah. sort of two months after the event. It was like, it's, there was just nothing that was there from a social media or, or, or web perspective so it was it was quite a, a, a small sort of community in that sense mm. um, so actually then went through sort of competed loads of guys came down from the gym and yeah won the under 18s British and it was just like completely you know um, it, it was it was a real life changing sort of moment of going wow this feeling is awesome yeah. and it was like it didn't matter that it was bodybuilding per se it was like right I can look at the, the map of the UK and go I'm the best at something I've decided to do and that was the big sort of awesome. you know moment for me where I went right this is something that you know I've put the effort in the discipline I can apply that to, to, to anything sort of thing so that sort of you know was like say a real sort of standout moment and then this is I guess probably one of the sort of the first mistakes if you want it was then right okay I want to compete against under 21 but the guys at the time there, there were some pretty big, big guys. I was like, right, I need to put some size on. And I went on that real bro science seafood type diet. And <laughs> literally ballooned. I think my head actually grew. And I actually peaked when I was 20 at just under 19 stone, which was just Epic. crazy. It was just crazy. I mean, it was 
<laughs> what was the eating like to get to that? It was insane. I mean, it was, I, I can't even, I, tracking had just gone, it was just literally eating everything, just to like, it was eat tray, eat tray. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, I got really strong. I yes. got pretty big, but then that was probably the worst diet I've ever had to go through. Because I was literally, I'd literally dropped, you know, from sort of 19 stone. I was going down to, even to, for when I actually first competed, I was, uh, when, I, when, when I went into the under-20s, I, I, under-21, sorry, I probably dropped over five and a half stone. Oh, my God. I was still fat. I was still <laughs> way off, you know, for the actual contest. It's funny, I found some of the pictures, actually, which I'll, uh, I'll pop on um Social media found something when I was at under eighteen and at the under twenty one, and um, it's good shape and everything, but I was just smooth as anything. So I had to then, you know, really go nuts in terms of trying to sort of get to any sort of half decent condition. Ended up getting, I think, fourth in the UK at that point. It was pretty close between second, third, and fourth. But um, the guy who who got first, whose name I forget, was an absolute just. It was an awesome physique, just just completely sort of, um, you know, hands down and. That was a, a it was a good wake up call that of right you took things for granted in terms of you just you, you it was a real sledgehammer to cracking up type approach of just mm. right get as big as possible and then diet down and you'll be massive it was just as simple as that in terms of you know the the, the sort of logic that was applied so that was a really good sort of learning point of right okay perhaps shouldn't be getting that big in terms of, of the off season yeah so then went to um, you know. Did uni, finished my degree at that point, so I took um, a couple of years off competing. Started work on a graduate scheme um, uh, to get my sort of my uh, my accountancy qualification. So during that period, it was like a case of just just not competing because I, I, the next step for me was then to go into the novices. Sure. Um, uh, which I did in two thousand and five and competed in the the BMBF. Um, okay. At that point, and it was going against it was. Um, myself and um, Darren Vernon um, and Brandon Greenwood were okay. uh, so we, we, we did the qualify together um, Brandon Brandon won that I got second I think Darren got third and then when we came to the British finals Darren got second Brandon won it Darren got second and I got I got third but it was, it was great and, you know again the whole one of the aspects of um, you know competing that I love the bodybuilding is that you know me, me and Darren became really close friends out of that we were both sort of like yeah. back after a period it's his sort of first show and he was sort of a local guy and you know yeah again you know some of the friendships you build on this is it, it's great you know you're competing against each other but you're all going through it and agreed I that sport. and so we got to got to that point I was really happy with sort of place and it was a nice sort of validation of right okay I can still mix it up at this sort of level I didn't quite you know I got this, you know, uh, right, and I was sort of almost, I was doing all my own, um, doing a lot of my own sort of prep at that point, um, and it's funny, I went to, um, I think it was during that prep, or maybe the next one, I went to see um, John Harris, who was doing some of the, you know, as a, uh, just to help with some of the sort of the routine and, and, and some of the, 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 the posing there, and I saw a picture on his wall, because he's got, um, he's, he's sort of trained, for, he's got at the back of his, his, his house at the time, and um, Great little gym that he built himself, which uh, you know, took my heart too. Um, mm. And there's a picture of him on the wall, and I looked at that and went, "That's the picture when I was under 18 that I saw of a guy who won the under 18." Oh no way! <laughs> inspired me to actually go. You know what? I can compete with that. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. <laughs> Swig. It was the same. You know, it's the same person. I never took the name. It was just a picture of it. So, mm. yeah, like, you know, there you go. Eight years later, and it was like, you know, 
John was one of the guys that inspired me to compete with some of the you know when he won when he won the under 18s um, sure. the previous year. So it was it was quite a nice moment really. Um, like I say the small world that the bodybuilding is. Yeah. Um, so took um, so that's what we saw, 2005 and took the next sort of year off. Then competed in the heavyweight set 2007 and um, I, I really you know again this was pre kids so I was able to focus on it. Um, got myself into really good nick and I won um, I competed in the MPA that year won the Northwest um, overall which was like again it was one of those moments you go wow not only I won my class and it was, it was it was a tough class as well some good guys in it I won the overall and it was just like again one of those sort of things you go wow this is really ignited a fire yeah um, what it did though it probably sent it to nuclear and I became so focused on right, I've won the overall, and rather than go, right, okay, what strategies, what approach worked, I almost went into this sort of single-mindedness in a really negative way, so ah. finishing the show, going on holiday, I couldn't even break, mm. I was doing double daily cardio, um, straight on the holiday, I, I was just, you know, obsessed, and it was, you know, training every single day with the weights, um, I, I barely let up anything in terms of a diet perspective, stayed lean the whole time. And it was an earlier qualifying year and I, I ended up applying this sort of ridiculous training regime up to the finals in October where Christ. I was actually training three times a day. So oh my cardio God. Half an hour in the morning. I know it's crazy when I think back of it now. So I get up, go to the gym for half six, half an hour cardio, get to work. And then where I was at the airport at the time, there was a gym on site and I was able to effectively, I could, in my lunch hour, I could go and do probably 20 minutes hit, which I used to do on the rower, do that and then train with weights in the evening and sometimes do cardio after that. I know, and I was wow. probably at the time, probably eating 2,900 calories. Okay, and yeah. God knows what my expenditure was. But Super my high. Went in, I know, but mm-hmm. I think it's funny, the physique change was I was soft, mm. I was flat, and I just looked rubbish. And rather than go, hang on, let's just rein this back and just reset this, I actually went further. And it was like, right, I'll die hard. I'll do yeah. It. You know, I went into the complete. Yeah. And, um, see that a lot, to be honest. Yeah. It, it, it's, this is the dangerous thing where you've got time and it just became really negatively reinforcing because, again, I went, do more, better results, work harder, not smarter, better results. And yeah. Just doing that as, a, as an approach. Um, and come the finals, look rubbish. Um, I think I even came sixth in, okay. in the finals after winning an overall. Was yeah. Poor, really. Yeah. It was the, you know, it was one of those times where I was just like, wow, you know, literally just come off stage and I was just sort of shell shocked. Just like, right, okay, I've caught this up, messed this up. It's not, you know, and, and it was a real dent in the confidence. Um, I bet. At, at that time, because, you know, like I said, my validation was work really hard therefore you should you know you should be your best and it just wasn't the case at all mm, um, yeah but you know it's um they say hopefully this is sort of useful insight to, to some of the mistakes that you can easily make when you know you've got a, a career as sort of long as this really yeah no for sure absolutely um, so that took me then to a point of um i was at a point in my sort of career from personal life sort of perspective um, I was getting married the, the year after um, okay. and it was you know looking at sort of starting a family and I had a few sort of niggles at, at that point so 
I didn't really have a plan after that, to be honest. It did, it did really, you know, knock me for six in terms of, right, maybe this isn't something that, you know, I should be competing at um, anymore at this sort of level. Mm. And I, it, I then went through a period of, um, say I think it was 2008, nine. I had some really, really, really bad back issues. Oh, sure. um, and um, had an MRI scan and it was, I had effectively um, uh, degenerative discs in my lower three, um, so L4, L5 um, okay. spine, which most, most, most people have got. There's nothing that's that serious. Yeah, I was going to say, itself. yeah. Isn't, isn't anything, it's like, it sounds a lot worse than it is. Um, and you know, you see from the sky, it's like, right, you've got these really, really thin black discs where they're supposed to be, you know, a little bit spongy and white, full of fluid. But that, it wasn't the issue, it was the, I actually had a, a slight burst on the disc which was impinging and pressing onto the nerve. Right, so I see. I would literally, if I was deadlifting 135 pounds, it could be agony. Um, so I had quite a few sort of cortisone injections, more MRI scans, and it was it was a little bit break fix that, you know, the cortisone injection go, oh great, I'm fine. And then after, you know, a few months when it sort of worn off, it was like, no, I'm in agony again. And it wasn't a cycle I wanted to get into just because no. of all the other associated, you know, impacts that you can have from sort of cortisone. And it, it, I didn't want to be dependent. Um, yes. So I had a chat with um, my neurologist at the time and he sort of gave me the options of going, right, you can have surgery, we can fuse your spine, but there's, you know, 50-50 chance it'll work. There's 5% chance of pretty severe complications around, you know, bladder, kidneys, all this sort of stuff. And I was like, right, these odds do not sound great. I think I'll take the, the other option, which was, you know what, you might get lucky and it could just fuse itself, just, just grinds itself in over time. Yeah. Um, so I had um, first child 2010, next in 2012. So it was all around this sort of period, still training, but not 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 competing. Like I said, not able to deadlift, not able to squat, but able to train around it, work around it. Um, so still going to the gym sort of four or five times a week. Then it was literally, it was a weird moment of overnight, I sort of remember sort of waking up and going, my back feels all right, I feel fine. And I started to squat, felt okay, started to sumo deadlift because I found that didn't aggravate it. And as right. I built my core up, actually, I was like, right, you know what, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. And within the space of not being able to deadlift at all, I was, you know, over 400 pounds in, you know, sort of 12 months. So it was a massive sort of, you know, change of going actually I feel in a pretty good place here I'm back to squatting four plates aside and but then I started to push numbers close to you know the sort of 220 kilo mark and it was I'm starting to grow starting to feel good about myself mm. and it was kids were at a point a little bit older that I thought actually I, I I feel that I could compete again maybe I'll give this a go and it was it was quite a big it was it was I was quite nervous about it after you know from from winning overall to then going to pretty much not placing their British final, it's like right, can I really mix this up? Yeah. Um, it was it it, it it did something that I had to sort of go. No, let's you know. Went to a few of the shows, looked at the standard, and thought right, let's let's give this a go. So did the um, Mike Williams in two thousand and fourteen, and won um, my class in that. Um, I think I got second in the overall to. To Charlie that one who, who looked awesome. Um, but that was like that was that was right. I've, I've won my class. I'm I'm okay to compete at this level. Yeah. Went to the went to the finals, which was a few weeks later. Got third in that. Um, it's, uh, behind sort of Paul uh, Paul Robertson and and, and and Wayne Bob, who were phenomenal. And that was a real. And there was about six other sort of guys. It was like right, I can mix this up at this standard again. Now it was a massive sort of 
it was it was just that validation of self of going again right no can I'm, do it I'm, I'm I am focused on this this is this is happening and, yeah um, that sort of transference into other aspects of, of, of your life is what I really really love about the, the bodybuilding you know side of things that that mindset um, and, and apply to different areas whether it's you know studying whether it's you know your career is so so powerful and I think you know Ian um, and he put a post on, on on Facebook you know the other week and it was really true about you know he's somebody has got you know PhD that that same sort of principle of mindset applied is such a productive powerful force yes to, to use and that's something that when you talk to um, people outside the sport that don't know it and what I found particularly even in the sort of careers that, that, that I've had, you know, professionally, the respect that you get when you educate them a little bit around the sport is huge. Yeah. And actually, the oh, you're just some weird guy that likes to get, you know, tanned up in small shorts, evaporates pretty quickly when they realise the discipline of this is what I eat every day, this is how I track it, this is me training, and you know, people realise pretty quickly, I can't do that. Yeah, for sure. And, mm-hmm. and, and then they see that applied into other aspects of how you work how you you know your target outcomes sort or of focused is, is massive you know it really does generate that um, respect I found which is great because you know like I say I've been quite open um, and even when I sort of recently switched jobs I was very open about the fact I was a bodybuilder and I, it was one of those ones that I did debate with myself right how much am I going to talk about this um, because it is such an odd you know, whatever you call it it is an odd sport it is yeah of it, you know when they see that they, they, they know a bit about it but not very much and you know the people I talked to were really interested in it it was like wow that's that's amazing you know you do that to that level as well as you know having a family everything else wow that's that's a huge amount of respect and I think you know especially you know as part of what you know always all of us are ambassadors to an extent of it when people see that, you know, the vast majority of people have got gym memberships and, and, you know, aspire to being, you know, right, fit, healthy, should go that. When they see someone who's living it, totally disciplined to it, yeah, it, 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 I, I've, I'm, by and large, I've really positive um, sort of comments, you know, back from it and, and, and people quite interested in um, how they're sort of transferring into, you know, how you sort of live your day-to-day life because it is a life, it's a lifestyle. 100%, um, yeah. And um, so, you know, as a, going for a bit of tangent there but that's because um, obviously people see you know me change in terms of from not that you know particularly last sort of two three years I don't tend to go much more than you know probably 14 pounds tops over sort of contest sure weight, which was which was part of my sort of strategy that look I don't I, I didn't see myself being able to put on a huge amounts of lean tissue if I was going to compete so often at the training age that I've got yeah. what I can do though is come in razor sharp full and that's my differentiator against some of the guys that I'm competing with that are naturally, you know, bigger um, than me. Um, yeah. So, again, that sort of transition of, you know, when you start to really get into great diet phase, people understand it and, 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 and get it as, as well because it is, can be quite alarming to people. They get quite concerned, particularly, <laughs> you know, that sort of final throws because you've seen yourself go through it. And you don't register it as such, but, you know, you can really see... Uh, you know, your cheek roads are, you know, starting to protrude out, and you're almost yeah. getting to the point of getting striations on your ears and stuff like that. And you're <laughs> like, right, okay, this guy's looking quite ill, we need to feed him. Um, so that, that took me 
to sort of 2016 um, and then for 2017 where I was from a personal perspective and from how I felt physically it was a case of going right this is the year I am going to go all out and throw everything in to effectively achieve the most I can mm. and then ironically the goal that I set myself was the one I didn't, didn't actually um, achieve um, uh. which was I wanted to get a British title okay. um, and obviously seeing Sam move up and get his his, 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 his his pro card made it more open in the heavyweight area um, than, than it had been because obviously you know Sam just an unbelievable um, sort of competitor so quite grateful for him moving up and out of the amateur since mm. the post, to be quite <laughs> honest um, and it was again I probably went up to I mean my off season I went to about 205 206 pounds which are my heaviest and I started to diet from end of Feb, beginning of March and I've, I've always I took the view of again I want to come in really slow it's a really slow diet and um, you know be I want to be over 3,000 calories for the vast majority of it yeah, yeah. Um, and minimal cardio keeping the strength that was my sort of objectives at the start of the prep and um, if not gaining strength on, on, on some exercises yeah sure right, I'm taking that that mindset so everything was very clearly programmed out clear training blocks and um, clear deloads that matched points throughout the year so in you know February time I had a complete end-to-end of this is how my year is going to be in terms Brilliant. Of when I'm going to compete which is the MPA and the UK the FBA um, shows with a view to winning British title to just get into the team to go over to, to, to the US. That was the you know, my, my, my objective really. And you know, the went really well, strength was, was good. I was able to get like I say, I was going to be cardio this week. Okay. Again, just enjoy it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Cal's pretty high. Came in and shows to competed then. First one I think was in the UK, the FBA, where we sort of caught up. Um, mm-hmm. And the Northern one. Um, yeah. Which, which is great. So getting the class and, 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 and the overall there. And then effectively, again, didn't do anything too crazy. I used the different shows that I had just to tweak little things. Like, right, okay, let's just try a bit of a higher carb up. What did that do if I chucked in three days of, you know, going 500 grams of carbs, which mm. is quite high for me, um, for, for, my, for, my, for my sort of prep, because I'm normally in the sort of 275, 300 type. Yeah. And it was great to be able to play with those variables and go, right, was I fuller, was I not? And I, I almost was just doing lots of mini sort of show rehearsals throughout because I got myself into the condition I needed to, and it was just playing with such small variables. Sure. And so that was great. Got the... Did, did the UKDFBA went over then with, with, with Dave Old and, and, and Lee and Amy to the, the Danish Open which was brilliant and you know these are the times of the sport that I love the sport is the the bonding that you have when you go on some of the overseas trips in particular but it's just awesome you know you get to know each other on a different level and you, you know it, it's just great times that you can have we had a brilliant time over in in um, in, in Denmark, missing out our luggage for three days, having to borrow posing trunks and, yeah. <laughs> and, and begging, borrowing Stephen to get sort of tanned up. But, yeah. You know, it, 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 another version of it that would have been quite stressed out with that, but it was just totally like, look, it is what it is, we'll get it sorted. And, you know, so it was uh, everyone sort of chipped in and helped each other out. And so, and, and so 
started great, won, won my class there. Um, then um, I think I then did the, the, the MPA. My um, once again with the one class and then the overall there, and then actually into the into the the, the, the Britons. And, and it was funny. I saw, I remember seeing pictures of, of Dan at the qualifier, thinking, "Wow, he looks enormous." Yeah. Um, Dan, big big Dan Butcher, and thinking, I, "I just hope he just keeps eating a lot of food." <laughs> British, but unfortunately, he didn't. And um, he came in in really good shape for the British. It was quite funny, sort of backstage. And obviously, you know, was competing, so having a bit of a laugh with each other. It was like, "Yeah, you've you, you really sharpened up in the last three yeah. weeks." And it's sort of, you know, I be up in terms of going, "Yeah, you, you, you know, you condition to." And you know, he he, he got the uh, class there in the overall, um, which was you know great result. Did he looked he looked he looked phenomenal. Um, got second to him here, there, but secured the invite because the weight I was, and um, I was just no light heavyweight. Ah, um, I see. Which obviously for the for the UK shows we just middle lightweight, middle heavyweight. Yeah. Um, for the for the world, I was literally half a pound under the weight, so it was a perfect class for me, not light heavyweight, with my sort of shape and, and general size. So yes. Sort of believe about that, and it was you know look, this is a, a a class that you can do really well in um, the world. So I was just over the moon to get um, the invite to that. Um, then did the um, MPA um, finals, and it was it, that was one again how you sort of you know you get fueled this stuff. It was another good old battle for me and, and Nick, um, and it'd been twenty years to the day that I won my under eighteen. So it was that's, uh, I, I had it in my head. That's the the, the, the one I wanted. To, you know, I really wanted it. This, yeah. This 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 year. So obviously, you know, it was really. Uh, Disappointed, you know, not to have that. And it was one of those moments where it was, you know, coming back, going right, okay, you know, you got the world in sort of three weeks' time, and it was one of those ones where you couldn't sleep. I was in the gym at sort of five in the morning, but it was one of those sort of reset mind, set workouts of going right, nailed it, smashed myself, and then it was like right, it's all about the world. Yeah. You know, like forget it, move on. Let's, yes. Let's go in, um, uh, and, and focus on on that. And again, with the margins. You, you, you just don't know, but I just felt differently. It was almost like, you know, when you're deep, dark, bit of prep, you're knackered, you're tired, you've done five competitions in six weeks. It was a great, it, it really helped in that sense. It just I mean, that added fuel of, right. Yeah, I can, I can relate, know, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, um, yeah, absolutely, yeah. You, know, you just go, right, I'm, I'm, I'm up for this. And I had a really good into the world, and it was, again, had the chance just to, because I was in shape, to play with variables, and, um, and the actual, you know, day going out with the team, you know, yourself, all the guys that we met, it's not it's, to it's, it's describe, but that is what I compete for. As much 100%. As the mental side yeah. of sort of that validation, actually going out as a team and, you know, spending time together as a group. I mean, you've probably competed against each other, but we've all gone through this journey. Sort of level of mutual respect and the the atmosphere was just brilliant. It's just, you, you can't drive it. It's just something that, that anyone who's competing this year have that focus on that team. It's like an experience like that, brother. Yeah, I agree. Just being over with the guys at the States was just awesome. Um, and, it, you know, it's funny, it's like, even the Ian Hoops and the, you know, the, the Matters sort of competing then, we competed 10 years earlier together. Haven't spoken for 10 years, but it was just like picking up, you know, where we left off. Like, you know, we, he, he beat me in heavyweights in 2007 in the BMBF. Um, oh, wow. Qualifier in, um, 
in Scotland and but it was brilliant that sort of stuff where you're just sort of picking up with old sort of friends and, and the whole trip was just amazing and you know getting get I remember like you say you know, we were all sort of backstage where I mean, you, you're looking at it and going wow the British team is seriously strong here we've got great teams yeah. in some mm-hmm. conditions but it just stood out from the pros amateurs it just we had this aura I felt like you know around us everyone was you know pulling each other up it was it was, it was phenomenal um, you know in all classes um, so competing in that obviously winning you know it was a long long day winning my it was. was great it's yeah. you know it was just little snapshots of stuff from coming off and and, 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 and David and, and, and Tom Hicks were just like giving them a sort of like hug and then going oh crap I've got to go on for the overall I'm like it's not trying to start with the tap and everything and it was uh, it was really it was one of those sort of surreal moments because I not even thought about the overall it hadn't even considered it for uh, it was all about I'm winning my class yeah and, like, right but the overall in like minutes it was like wow this is awesome but I haven't even thought about it and, mm. uh, you know I remember just standing at the side and I remember just thinking almost it was a bit of a surreal moment just like Looking up and just almost having a little chat with um, with myself and you know I think I sort of I had a chat with my mum even go, right okay here we go and just then it was almost because of the way it sort of prepped around practicing the you know, sort of poke in the routine it was going right I'm doing this under exam conditions that I'm actually if I got second call outs back to back that was my sort of like you know because I didn't do too much cardio but that was what I did in terms of that sort of um, prep so going on and then doing that final bit was automatic pilot I knew yeah. how I was going to turn where I was putting my hands I'd practice holding poses for 30 seconds I remember me and you and, and Chuck and sort of Damien going look you're going to work your hard in these bits and go right that's how I'm preparing for, for these so you, know, you might get multiple odd transitions so it might be you know, it's not going to be quarter terms and then your front double your flat you could be and thigh, then rear belt, then a quarter turn, you know, so it was all those sort of things that can throw you. That's what I'd prepped for. And it funny I saw um, I watched the video of it um a couple a couple of weeks ago and I think the thing that probably helped clinch it because it was really close between me and um, Finn who in the, the, the middleweights yeah. phenomenal when I look at the overall um was the condition just that little bit, you know, tighter from, from the rear in particular. His physical body was tremendous. Um I didn't move. It was like a statue. In yeah. And you see the other guys that, you know, doing a little bit more jittery or moving a little bit more. Being on the stage definitely helped just by virtue of where I'm sort of called out. But not having that prep and doing that extra bit of the posing, it made such a difference. I'm convinced of it. It's those little margins that I sort of look back and I go, right, I was on the, 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 the right side for me from that sort of decision. But Um, bit where you can move yourself so many places by just having that control, that coordination, that confidence exudes on stage. You have the best physique in the world. If you can't display it, you know, yeah, you're gonna get beat. Um, 
and, and that's the bit I had to sort of play to those strengths because I'm never going to be the biggest heavyweight, but I know I can get into great condition. I know I can poke well, so I focused on those areas. So absolutely nailed on it. Um, so in a, in a yeah, uh, that, that's my sort of <laughs> twenty years, I guess, in terms of uh, you know from a competitive perspective to obviously winning that to then going right, great, I've got the pro card, which again. Like I said, ironically, it wasn't my aim. It was to get that British title and get the invite. Yeah. Um, to, to, to this year, I mean, you know, like I said, just switched jobs, having the year up to actually put some size on. Yeah, four years of competing. I've never had, and because of how I prep, never had a prolonged off season for more than a few months and just want to have that time of getting, you know, you know, a good sort of five, six good training blocks in with some specific goals and just, you know, lift some reasonable weight and, and, and get into that sort of, you know, controlled growth of sort of lean tissue and just what I can look like then with a view to getting the pros probably in 2019. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and I sort of stint back then. Yeah, I mean, I, mate, Dan, like, that's it. It's no, like, people can just learn a lot by, like, listening to that career span and, and learning that, you know, it's not just about, you know, your first competition because I think a lot of people... When they get when they get into bodybuilding initially, especially if they follow potentially people like us that are very sort of, you know, we, we really want to win and we really want to achieve and things like this. Like we probably both entered our first shows, and in the way that we entered our first shows was probably just like, okay, this is this is bodybuilding. Let's see if we like it. And because we yes. because we entered with that approach, I think that's why you know obviously you've had a much longer career than me, but nevertheless. You know, my competitive seasons, which are three in total so far, have all been progressively getting to a point where I'm now like, okay, I, I really, really want this specific achievement as opposed to just feeling like, okay, I actually like training with weights. Let's see if I like competing. Um, and what I'm trying to touch on is I think a lot of people nowadays potentially just go into it with the mindset of okay I, I just need to win my first show I, I, I'm not going to compete yeah. until I can yeah. win the reality is I think you know and what you've shown is that getting your feet wet and doing shows is probably one of the one yeah. of the best ways to learn um, make mistakes and then and then move forwards um, one of the things that I did have to ask you is that you touched on it a little bit with sort of like your, your dietary carb intake and things like that is um, people are very interested in the diet and how people change their diets over the years, and I'm sure that you've learned a lot. So, is it, well, over the sort of the years where you where you were more educated, so the years which weren't sort of just completely yeah. all over the place, what have you sort of learned works for, for you diet wise in terms of you know macronutrient setup and, and things like that?
you're naturally more monthly focused because you've got more time to think about it. It's not yeah. getting busier. It actually helps, you know. I yeah. Say to people when you're sort of competing, find a shitload of stuff that you need to do that's almost like a sort of steady state cardio. Put that shelf, do that painting, whatever it is. It just takes your mind off it, and, you know. Yeah. Actually keeps you going. But as for the more recent competitions, I probably increased my fats a bit more and reduced my carb down. Interesting. Um, I didn't feel that made any difference negatively to me from a. Um, uh, a fullness perspective, we're getting really good positive, and from a, and actually from a, how I felt joint wise, everything else, I felt much better. Mm, so probably keeping a ratio of it would vary around, depending on how we sort of work. Probably a, a, a sort of forty percent sort of protein, thirty five percent sort of carbs, and then a twenty five percent fat. And I yep. just play with those sort of variables really, depending on how I felt. So if actually over the couple of weeks I was going you know what I'm a bit flat I'm not getting quite the same sensitive I would double up my carbs and have a bit of a refeed you know sure. reduce down and, and I, would, I had a lot of time to do my prep I had the opportunity to do different things so I didn't have to go I've got to get lean because I was already pretty lean at the sort of outset I mean I was you know only probably even months before probably only about five pounds above where I needed to be so I allowed me to really get into tight condition i'm still squatting you know nearly 200 kilos i'm still deadlifting sort of 240 awesome. my strength up and that yep. was a big indicator for me to go right i need to keep my strength up keep my muscle size right that's my most objective so i've got to grind through and then right i start to feel a beat up yeah i'm not afraid to have a deload at a point and even during sort of prep whereas previously I never would have done that Yeah, it was always like no must train hard must train hard and it was training much smarter now and so it's quite a long sort of answer to your question but I guess I was playing around those different variables I would tend to have found because I was doing a masters at the same time and, and which sort of emulated last year so I was doing my sort of dissertation having a higher protein and fat at the start of the day throughout the day I felt better mentally less hungry and then I'll have my carbs around my training which tended to be in the evening yeah. and that up to make me sleep better yeah. and that was a very simplistic way but I found it worked quite well for me I'm not you know one way or the other I've read a load of different articles advocating you know keep so higher carbs I just think you've got to find your own way a little bit in terms of what feels good for you are you mentally you know how do you feel sluggish you know can you have carbs before training and not feel tired you know and, and and just you got to play with those things, I think, really. Um, and but that's it worked quite well for me. So it's almost like a probably highest protein because it was in that definitely in that minimum one and a half pound um, per, per body weight. Um, but then just playing with the fats and carbs, really. Um, but as a principle, it was fats at the start of the day, carbs to the end of the day as well. Because also that's when I was hungry. Yeah. More time. So I come home from the gym. It's like right, I don't want to go to bed hungry. Great, I can have you know a load of caramel snacker jacks with my whatever my last sort of protein meal is and I actually feel pretty normal like you know um or uh, <laughs> an options hot chocolate whatever it might be they're just those little things that you sure sort of man right i'm actually that's 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 fine and that means i'm going to hopefully sleep more than four or five hours mm. towards the end mm. of the to be the norm really. yeah um, no for sure but yeah um and and diet wise obviously have you you had a coach for your like first prep. Have all your other preps done just yeah. been done by yourself? Pretty much so. Um, I mean, I said John helped with some of the posing, which was great. Just a bit of a refresher during sort of mid two thousands, and you know that investment of getting someone who I considered you know, a great you know 
knows it again brilliant because it's the little things you know that just again stay with me in terms of right you know when you're doing your quarter turns lifting your arm it's almost like right you're getting drawn to the judges try and hit your foes try and hit your pose first and be blasting it just those little subtleties that can just again bump you one or two places and um, so not ignoring those sort of details I think it's really important particularly on the posing side but then from a diet perspective pretty much done the prep myself sure Did a lot of research this is the great thing with with social media now this, this stuff I think is brilliant that you know that you're putting out uh, for, for people to, to, to read and look at and learn from is, is, is awesome and the the things that like I didn't have at the start of my career that are available now the toolboxes are there it's yeah. just making yeah. sure people get the right tools and just can differentiate between right it's a bit of a kicking a sort of sweet shot there's so much stuff around this is the best program this is that I can imagine for someone coming in new or relatively untrained it's really quite overwhelming it's almost the opposite problem of what I have from having very it's too much it's too much of, it's four sets of ten you know and 15 to 20 exercises and you do a chest one day you know like the other sort of thing, it was a real sort of bro split to now where it's like, oh, I'm a keto, I'm a high carb, I'm a yeah. training to, to, to volume, and it's just, you know, the stuff that, like, you know, yourself put out, the, the, you know, the 3D MJ guys, and, and, and the, there's a lot of really good stuff, but I probably take it for granted I've got a lot of training experience, but I imagine for the newbie coming in, it's quite, it is quite difficult to go, well, are they good, are they not good? So, you know, I think. Like I said the stuff that you're, you know, you're putting out there is, is brilliant and thanks mate you know, keep, keep doing that in mm-hmm. terms of that education to guys because it makes such a difference you know I've got a young guy and the women I'm sort of helping out and it's really interesting sort of talking to him how he's been quite overwhelmed with all of the sort of infamy you know, he's yeah. in sort of mid-20s he's got a couple of years under his belt so you know I'm having a couple of sessions with him just trying to give him some pointers but it's, right. it's so clear that the information overload is, is huge um, so getting a good coach early that's got the, the pedigree is such a good investment as opposed to right I've just gone and spent 50 quid on protein powder rex so I'm going to get huge and, and that's something that again it's that almost instant gratification that people want when you've got so much of this sort of push through going look chest abs arms within X number of weeks take this take these supplements it's just coming back to going right simply get your training right get a good coach that can help you yeah. with that programming and the games you'll have will far outweigh any magic bullet that you know, that has been sort of, you know. And that's something, again, I'm saying that because I went through that where I look at, I remember when creating first came out, I was like, oh my God, you know, then it was glued to me and it was HMB. And, you know, these are the things that are going to make you enormous mm. as opposed to going by just consistent, hard training, well-programmed. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the answer to it, really. Yeah, yeah. And thank you for the kind words on the content, Dan. You know, I think that what I try... And what we try to do is just put out as much stuff as we can to try and simplify this 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 thing because uh, you know a lot of the things that come out nowadays, especially amongst the the scientific realm of and the research and you know the 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 high echelons of of people that are really putting in the hours in the labs and things like that, you know it's all well and good, but at the same time I think anecdotal experience and just getting in and, and training hard would serve a lot of people a whole world of good rather than just spending so much time trying to make everything quote-unquote optimal because, you know, quote-unquote optimal in a study is like, you know, it's it's very hard to determine what that is. I mean, I 
into having to do my sort of masters what you're doing a lot of I was doing a lot of research on sales stuff that's outside of bodybuilding yeah um, it was on um, uh, executive management so there's a whole host of different studies yeah that sort of rekindled a bit of an appetite to learn again so seeing a lot of the studies and stuff that are put out you know from the body perspective but it's interesting uh, it's not taking things as a given like you just said that okay right we did this test with 10 untrained individuals where we did a leg extension for, for 10 reps on this for a week versus someone who did eight and we found this and you're like wow you've got so many variables at play here that all of this stuff can't always be right and it also isn't wrong at the same time it's like yeah it's just, tell me about it you know what simple progressive overload in a proper periodized way that means that yes you can't just add a donut to the squat every time otherwise we are squatting a thousand pounds you know <laughs> in, in, in a matter of weeks you yeah put it on and put it so you can work it out it just doesn't happen realizing that you've got to have that intelligence around proper periodization like you say, rep ranges that work with a range that seem pretty generally well sort of tested um, and experimenting what works for, for, for you and, and, and the consistency, I think, comes from not only getting into the gym the tracking, but it's being really honest with yourself so right now, I've put on five pounds. Was it five pound good? Was it five pound bad? What does my body fat look like? Yeah. Yes, I might have the scales that sort of say it's this, but what does the mirror tell me? Right, am I in contest shape or not? And, you know, it's... it's when you might look back after training block and gone, awesome, I was starting at, you know, theoretical one rep max of 220 kilo squat, I'm now at 230, and I, and I feel different, like, it's, it's, I think you get more experienced and more aware, and this is where I think a coach can really help, particularly some of the younger guys, when I say younger, just, I mean, in terms of lack of training years, it makes a huge difference, because the, 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 you know, your first two, three years of training, the, the, the gains you can make are absolutely phenomenal, um, and that's pretty quick, you know, yeah. in terms of it, even though people want things instantly, that is really quick in the context of life. To transform your physique in, you know, a matter of months is is, is awesome. Mm. Um, and I'd say it's just for 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 guys that you know are seeing this, just taking that step back and going, right, am I setting all these other things up optimally? Do I, you know, have I invested in my training? Can I tell what my next block's going to be? I'm not just turning up to the gym and just going to right, I'm just going to go and lift until I'm exhausted. That's training hard, not smart, and that's sure. the difference. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Totally agrees. And I think one one more last thing that I'd personally like to touch on is um, a, lot, a lot of people are obviously in the stage now where they're starting their own preps and and they're setting out their season. I'd just like to sort of get your opinion as to where you personally see, and obviously we mentioned, and obviously we're big advocates of the uk dfba we we love the work that amy and lee put in and obviously you know you getting to know them a little bit more when you went to denmark me getting to know them a little bit more when we went to boston i i know the amount of hours and time they put into the federation um so from from your perspective you know if if someone was looking to see compete this year we we know there's sort of three main federations in the uk and they're all great they don't have their their own attributes but what would you say you know, because the UK DFBA has given so much to us, what would you say is, is the reason why people should compete with the UK DFBA and look to do one of their shows this year? Like you say, I think the, the, the time and effort that goes into running all the federations is phenomenal across the board. That's just a given. The, the level of effort and commitment yeah. you, is, is just huge. It's something put in. I mean, the, you know, well, you know, seeing it sort of firsthand quite, quite instantly, what, you know, and Amy do behind the scenes is just 
incredible, you know, the amount of yeah. questions and emails and yeah. everything they're getting. And, and, you know, like that, I said at the start that everyone's first show is their Olympia. And you imagine you might have 300 people that are just in that because it, you, you actually, it, it, it is a selfish sport at times. It can be very, very it selfish. Is. It's just yeah. self aware in terms of the impact you have. So everyone sees it is right, I'm the most important. And, you know, those guys having to sort of manage that and, and, not only that, the logistics can't get the shows on everything else, and th- those shows have been phenomenal. They ran like clockwork. You, you know, felt so informed from an athlete perspective. It, it all this sort of stress that you can have, you know, sort of taking away really clear instructions. And you know, the opportunity I think for me is not only to be part of that as a as as, as a um, federation and and, and, and also association, sorry, and the people that you meet. You know, some of the friendships that we've got out of the different competitions we've had, and they all go in it's the same in any federation, don't get me wrong, but, you know, there's people that I can just pick up the phone two or six months' time and have a chat with, you know, the friends that obviously we've, you know, had out of, you know, from not knowing each other a year ago, it's, it's that's the, 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 the atmosphere is definitely created and is really strong there. It's got that absolute feel about it that you're all there to compete, but it's that right balance between competition, mutual respect, and, the, the, the whole sort of you're in it together you know, 100%. Sort of thing. and that's, that's that, that mix is it's difficult to articulate but it, it, it's got that and that we all went over to the US even though we didn't know each other across the board within hours minutes you feel like you're a team you know, yeah. you're a unit you know we're all meeting down in the foyer you meet people for the first time mm-hmm. but it's like meeting with old friends I mean you know we're out to the sort of uh, the last day I was out to the sort of cheesecake factory you would not think these people just come together sort of two, three days ago. Yeah. And that's pretty special to create that sort of, of, of feeling. Some of the memories I've got from that trip will stay with me forever. 100%. And, and you know, some of the friendships I've made are the, the, the same. And I, I think doing that and have the opportunity to compete in the US, I mean, you know, over in LA this year at Muscle Beach, I mean, it's, it's, it's life-changing type stuff. It really is. So, you know, I guess my advice for guys sort of prepping now um, is be ready Whenever you think you're going to be ready, add at least two, three, four weeks before. Because I've never heard anyone come to a prep and gone, oh, I was ready so far. It's, 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 it's always, oh, if I had another week, or if I had another two weeks. Yeah. that in your plan now and, and, pull it, and, and pull it back. Now, obviously, with a coach, it's great because you've got that, 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 that critical eye. Mm. Anyone who's not doing that approach, give yourself four weeks before you thought you were going to be ready. You know, I always say be ready two weeks before the show, but then add that four weeks. You won't regret it. You know, in terms of being able to glide into something, um, as opposed to having to come in at pace and you know land it. Um, yeah, it's, it's much better just to sort of glide in. Yeah, don't be afraid to be ready early. That's one of the things that I, Absolutely. I am. You know, I, I look at look at my prep and I think, you know, what could I have done better? And I think, you know, if I if I'd got ready a bit earlier, I'd have been able to work up my calories even more and learn even more about my body. Yeah. Um and uh, yeah, I think that's one of one of the things that I'll certainly take into future preps because you know, I, like you in one of your earlier twenty-year-old preps, I, I probably started a little bit too heavy. Um, looking back on things, but that's what we do and what we learn through the process. So, um, yeah, man, this is this has been awesome. This is like a a good hour of 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 superb content that people can take away, and I'm sure that people have learned a, a hell of a lot more about you and and probably want to follow your journey uh, like a little bit more obviously with what you do in the future so 
where is it that namely people can sort of keep keep up to date with you and 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 do you do you post online anywhere at the moment you're trying to get into it a little bit more i think i think more now particularly just from a from a facebook instagram perspective i'm um i supposed to hold myself to account putting more stuff around my workouts and stuff like that yeah um particularly around sort of training the training blocks that i'm doing i'll be starting to put sort of more stuff out there cool just from a time perspective with kids yeah. Sort of professional career. Yeah. It's, I'll be honest, it's not something that I use particularly heavy for myself, but more of a voyeur. I take what I need from it in terms of mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of great content that's out there. Um, so, yeah, you can just get me, you know, it's just, it's just done on Facebook, same for Instagram, pretty cool. straightforward. Um, okay. But I'll be putting more of my sort of training, that will be doing that. And then certainly as I go into my sort of prep later this year, um, there'll be certainly more stuff I'll be putting on there. Um, again, I'm supposed to hold myself to account. Cool, cool. As, as well, really. Mm. And and you mentioned helping that sort of the young twenty year old in the gym is yeah. is is that something that you you maybe want to get into in the future? Like, would you see yourself like helping anyone with diets or things like that in the future? Is that ever interest yeah. you? It, it absolutely does. It comes from a time and what I can yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. From, from a sort of career perspective, also, like I say, I've got a sort of separate career that is quite demanding outside of sure. bodybuilding and balancing that. What I try and do the same way like I go back to some of the guys that helped me and he's I've sort of name checked already but John Hodgson what he did for me then and it was really nice to be able to drop him and know after years to say look you know that little you know spotty kid that you saw 20 years <laughs> ago you know got my pro card got world champion and some of the things that you did for me then absolutely put me on that path and being able to do that again for some of the guys that, that, that are younger having those conversations even just some of the bigger mistakes that I've made um, helping with that and like you said I think you nailed it really well is that people want to win their first show otherwise that thing that defines them you know it was great just sort of getting to know Damien a bit more and you talk to him and the amount of third seconds fourth and stuff like that you just see world champion nearly got the overall sort of pro you know as a, in his sort of class this year but yeah. he's been through that same journey of there's so many sort of I, I won't even call them setbacks they're points in your career that then can define you you can either go right crap with that and stop or you can go no actually this is something that i'm going to use that as fuel in a positive way i'm going to sure. learn from mistakes and do that application not just in bodybuilding but to anything you do in your career personal life i think is so so important and bodybuilding's a brilliant vehicle for that yeah like i say when i look at the times where you're dented but when you come back from that adversity you know, and treating those early shows as a, as, a, as a learning. So you might have got fourth, fifth. It doesn't matter. Mm. You know, learn from it, apply it. And if you get third or second the next time around, awesome. You know, if you don't, just that, that consistency and intelligent application will pay off. Um, yeah. And I think that's so, so, so important um, for, for, for guys in this sort of, you know, day and age. So, yeah, when it comes to, coming back to the sort of original question, when it comes to helping people, by all means, where I can, um, I'm more than happy to sort of give that that advice and put people on that track. Or actually, I'll put them in the direction of people like yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Look, you're going to learn so much from these guys, and that's a good example that the guy that sort of talked to you there said, right? You know, go and look at AJ stuff. Learn, you know, similar sort of age. You can see this is what it looks like, and then that'll help you decide whether that's something you really want to pursue. 100%. You know, it's almost like very easy to say, but then actually, when it comes to the application of consistently training hard, training hard. Sorry, eating right day in day out there's a lot that fall by the wayside yeah. and it, that's the bit that you know you've got to see i've got to see that spark and fire in people to then invest more so it's almost like giving a little bit and then you know you're yeah. 
that sense, but I couldn't dedicate my time like you know you, you know yourself and some of the guys do to it. Sure, 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 sure. Um, well, awesome, um, Dan. So thank you very much for 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 sort of giving up a little bit of time today. Um, I know that you're a busy guy and you got little ones to look after, so I'll let you get back to all of that jazz. But um, for anyone that listens, thank you very much for listening um, and tuning in. I'm sure that Dan appreciates it as well. Um, and also, if you have any questions, like feel free to to fire them away. If we if we we'll have this on YouTube, so whack them in the YouTube comments below. Um, give the video a like if you liked it and. If you t- if you can tag us both in your Instagram stories and and share share that you listened to it and whether you liked it, um, that'd be awesome too. And I'm sure Dan will Dan will field any questions that you particularly have for him. Um, just yeah. shoot him on Instagram or Facebook. Um, but yeah, cheers guys and uh, cheers Dan. Thanks very much for your time, mate. No and and uh, we will we will chat soon. I'm sure. Cool. Take it easy. Thank you guys. Bye bye.